0: Um, I got 30 minutes uh, to share with you starting uh, the message titled Signs and Wonders. Signs and Wonders. Father, I just want to thank you for your word tonight. I pray that you speak to us, encourage us in your word. Strengthen us. also God with with the power of your spirit. Give us understanding. Help us to understand your word and give us the power, the will To do what you're saying. In Jesus' name. I titled this Signs and Wonders. Not because I want to talk about signs and wonders. But I want to talk about you. Amen. Uh, it's It's about you. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. Beginning from verse 1. This is God speaking. And again this ties into what we are about to do in Calvert. This ties in there. It starts in verse one, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, God saying, Moses, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Is that news for Joshua? He already knew it. But God is telling him, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses, as an inheritance. He's given that to uh, us as an inheritance. Now, verse, verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. In other words, no one will successfully stand against what I'm asking you to do. Not only that, for the rest of your life, you can never have a successful opposition against your life. That's what he was telling Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I, am with, I will be with you. I will not leave you. No, forsake you. Now, what God is saying is Moses, my servant, is dead. He is gone, and you're replacing him. That's all he's saying. Today, Paul, Peter, John, all of those guys, they're dead. And God is saying to you, now arise. It's your turn. Arise and go out and do the work that peter john james and the rest of them did and as i was with them i'm going to be with you remember He was with Paul, he was with John, he did great things through their lives, but the same message is for us. We take their place, and we have to do the work. Now, in Joshua, he says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Where do you find that? In the New Testament, Jesus said the same thing. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. That means for, for the rest of your life, no man can stand against you and be successful. That's what he's saying. He said to Joshua, I'm going to be with you, just as I was with Moses. And Jesus told us he was with Peter and the rest of them, and it's our turn. No one will be able to stand against you and be successful for the rest of your life. Because God is with you. You are the Moses. God is choosing you as an individual. That's why I don't particularly like the separation of the clergy and the members. We are all one. It's not, it has nothing to do with humility. It has to do with the truth. Because out of the laity, that's where God is going to pull people out who are willing to do his work. I think I did a lot before i became a minister i don't know where there's that dividing line now you are a minister i don't feel any different you understand what i'm saying i didn't feel one way before i became a pastor the way i felt the same way all along i just have a new place where god has placed me and you have that as well i preached while i was still a layman i had people healed while i was a layman i had pastors invited me to invite me to their church to preach and people were telling me you are running from the call of God. I haven't heard his call. Then I'm saying you're the one calling me. I haven't heard him, and I'm not going to listen to you. Just because you saw me do things, don't mean God's called me. I need to hear him call. But when the call came, I followed the call. But it didn't mean something happened differently. He was the same God. And you have to understand that. Sometimes Christians stay back and they are waiting for ministers to do things and people get the glory. It's not about people. It's about Him and the kingdom of God. He has called you just as He's called the ministers. Those things are happening in the minister's life because they are willing. Amen. They are willing. That's just the difference. They are willing to go out. They are willing to obey what He told them to do. You don't have to be a minister, but He's called you as well. Go out and do the same. And He will be with you, even to the end of the world. He called you to Himself. You have to understand that. In John chapter 1, He he tells us that He chose you. In John chapter 6, verse 44, he says, No one can come to Me... Unless the Father who sent me draws him. No one. In other words, it's impossible for you to even accept Christ. If God has not put his finger on you As I want that one. You're not coming to Jesus. You know, when Jesus said, no one can come to me, because to, in him, that's where you will find salvation. Without him, there is no salvation. You cannot be saved without him. But coming to him, that's from the Father. He said it clearly, and you need to read through John chapter 6 and the contention and the argument they had in John chapter 6. And Jesus was telling them because they wouldn't believe, he said, no big deal, you don't believe me, no one can come to me unless the Father himself says, I want that one. He draws you, and then you find Christ. You know what that means? He chose you from the foundations of the world. He knew you before you were born, just as he knew Jeremiah. He had you in his mind before you were born. That makes you different. I don't care what you've been through in life. He knew you, and he's calling you to himself. He chose you. That's what he's saying. No one can come to me except my Father, unless the Father who sent me, the one who sent me, draws him. And I will raise him up in the last day. In John 15, verse 16, it says, you did not choose me. How many of you say, I accepted Christ? Don't we say that? As if we were really smart, right? And the rest of them are dumb, they don't know. Yeah, but he's saying, you did not choose me. This is really clear. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Jesus won't lie to us. They're standing around him doing all these things. And they're thinking, oh, I don't know what's wrong with them. But we really got this thing and we're following the Messiah. And Jesus is telling them, no, no, no. You didn't choose me. I was the one that chose you. Okay? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he may give to you. You were chosen so that God may give to you. Amen? Isn't that simple? You were chosen so that God can pour out his goodness upon your life. We have to believe these things because he, he chose you and he appointed you. In other words, he ordained you. Men will ordain you and sometimes men will ordain people but God didn't ordain them. And there are those that God ordained and man will not ordain them. But you can't stop what God wants you to do. Jesus said, I appointed you. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I was the one that picked you up. I chose you for myself. So he chose you and appointed you just as God appointed Joshua. The same as he appointed Paul. And you're thinking, well, I didn't fall from any (laughs) horse. Yeah. Everyone is different. Peter's call was different from Andrew's call. Amen? Peter was great, even though his, Paul, his calling was different from that of Paul's. But we're all in him, and God wants to use every one of us. In God's house, all the vessels are important. You determine what kind of vessel you want to be. God wants to use every vessel, every one that's available. He wants to use. He's saying, I want more vessel. That's why he's saying, I'm sending you out to bear fruit. Not the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is what? The fruit of the Spirit. That's not your fruit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If it's in you, He just show up in your life because it's the fruit of the Spirit. If the Spirit is in you, it will show up. And if you're not allowing it, everyone can understand that, you're in trouble. But if you have accepted Christ, the Spirit lives in you, and He wants to as- express Himself. And if you let Him express Himself, He will express Himself in His fruit. Love, patience, joy, and all of that. But this, Jesus is saying, I'm sending you out. I ordain you so that you can go and bear fruit, and that your fruit will remain. That's why we're going to convert. Amen? Amen? This is what we're going to convert. That's our fruit in Him. But he chose you. In other words, just as he picked Joshua for a walk, and he's saying, I'm replacing Moses with you. That's what he was telling Joshua. I stopped Moses from going, and now he said, you, you're it. You're going. You're going to take all these people. Did you see all the troubles Moses went through? Yeah. It, now it's your turn. That's what he was telling Joshua. You're going to deal with the same issues. And all along, he had, you know, just walked and saw the troubles Moses was going through. Now, he understood everything. But God promised him, just as I was with Moses, he was great before Joshua's eyes. He was the man of God, the servant of God. He was just serving Moses. And God is saying, now I'm elevating you to that place. Amen. You are Moses now. And that's the same way He's elevated us. We're just not able, we're not able to see it. And we don't, we're not willing, we won't believe it, and we won't act it. But if we believe it and we act it, God will begin to show Himself strong. And do these things that He promised to do. He chose us so that we can be part of Him. If you read Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, Why We Were Chosen... This is what the scripture says. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. Who are you? The one that God has given to Christ. That's what Jesus said. No one comes to me except who? The Father draws him. He gave you to him. I, that's Jesus speaking before he came To be a man on the earth. He said, I and the children whom you have given me. We, that's us and him. We are for what? Signs and wonders. We are. And the scriptures cannot be broken. In other words, God would not say his word and not mean it. Your life is for signs and wonders. In this present life. Not when we get to heaven, here in this present life. Your life, because you are now united with Christ, I and the children that God has given to me, we are for signs and for wonders. I like to see wonders, I like to see the signs. I won't be a part of him and see no sign in my life and then go on to be with him without seeing any sign. He didn't say, I and some of the children that you have given to me. Right? Is that what it says? I and all of the children that you have given to me. They are for signs and for wonders. Wonders are things that you can't explain. Amen. Amen. We are for signs and wonders. That's why I titled it, Science and Wonder. Your life is a wonder. Your life is for science. And you need to manifest that and have come out with confidence. You will be criticized, but as people see what God is doing, they'll back off. They'll back off. Because they can't explain what God is doing in your life. They know you, you're just ordinary. But then they see God doing unusual things. It seems natural. But when they sit back to think about what's going on in your life, they know there is a supernatural hand over your life. They can see it. And so they call you, "Pray, pray for me. Pray for me, I have this problem. Pray for me. Because they're beginning to notice. There's something going on in your life. And you can reach out and cause people to be healed. God can use us. We are for signs and for wonders. Let me read this scripture to you. In John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14. Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me. Let me stop there. And please follow the word believes in me, okay? Follow those words. Are you a believer? Notice the way he started. He said, assuredly I say to you. In other words, I'm not going to lie to you. What am I about to say to you right now? I put my life behind it. Assuredly, assuredly I say to you. I'm telling you, this is the truth. And he is the truth. He said, not just assuredly. He said, most assuredly. I say to you, I'm telling you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will not make, he will do what also you will. Why do we ignore what he said so openly and so plainly and not act on it? Why do we ignore it? Why don't we even expect something supernatural to happen in our lives? Why is it? Possibly because we have not been taught. If you understand that Jesus cannot lie, then expect the supernatural. God, John called what Jesus did, he, he called it science. And Jesus called it what he was doing, my works. The works that the Father is doing through me. If you don't believe in me, believe for the very works' sake. What was he talking about? The signs and the wonders that he was doing. Believe me. Even if you see me just an ordinary man, and you're thinking, he can't be the son of God. If that's hard for you, Jesus said, look at the works. Think on the works. And believe. Let the works help you. And here Jesus is saying, most assuredly, I'm telling you, if we can believe his words. Most assuredly, I'm telling you, the works that, if you believe in me, I mean, you're believers, we're all believers. If you believe in me, the works that I'm doing, you will do also. Did he say the preachers will do also? Well, I didn't read that in my Bible. Those words troubled me for years. Because I never saw any signs much. I never saw anything much. I wanted to see something. I, I had to see something. I know there's a God. You understand what I mean? I got to see something. You should have that same thing burning inside of you. I got to see something. I got to see a miracle. It got to the point, all I wanted was to be around when it happens. Oh, God, let me know somebody who is in that condition and let the preacher pray and let me see it happen right before my eyes. I want to know the person so I can go talking about it the next day. I just wanted to see it. It was a desire in my heart. There's nothing wrong with it. Because when you read the New Testament, and we are still in the New Testament, and the Bible tells us in the last days, and we are more in the last days than when Jesus was here, i can got to see these things. And I believe I will see those things in covenant. We're already talking about a kid that's kind of been blind for maybe seven years. I said, bring him, bring him, bring him. And God's going to give him sight. Amen. Do I have to be the preacher? No somebody else can preach and he will be healed because Jesus is still the same yesterday, today and forever he hasn't changed he's the same one that told us if you believe in me the works that I do you will do also that's so simple if you believe in me you do the same works do you have to scream and holler sometimes I holler be, but because in my heart, I believe the devil is, is hard of hearing and I need to scream sometime. He doesn't hear very well. Amen. If he makes people deaf, he's probably deaf. I need to yell. But, but, but it's not the yelling that does the miracle. You understand? It's just, just the obedience. If you are willing and obedient. You eat of the good of the land. I enjoy it. I got to see it. I have to see this thing. And it not just me. I like to see you do it. Amen. It gives me joy. <coughs> Excuse me. When I see you do it, that's, that's, the kingdom of God is growing. Amen. When all of us doing it, watch out, devil, they are coming to town. And when he sees us coming, he says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do now? Here comes trouble. This, these troublemakers, they are, they are, they've come over here. What are we going to do? That's the way we should do it. Amen. Resist the devil and what? Oh, yes, with terror. Oh, boy, they come. they're coming now. That's the New Testament church. Amen. That's the way it should be. Yes, we were sinners. But we have been forgiven. Amen. And God chose us. We're special. You didn't make yourself special. He calls you special. I always say, if God says that cup is holy, the cup is holy. Mess with it, and you will really be in trouble. And he says, God, it was just a cup. And he says, but I told you it's holy. That's holy cup. And God says, you are my holy people. Amen? You're special. He chose you. Don't look at yourself. And if you're looking at yourself, that's pride. <laughs> That's real pride. Uh, it's like, uh, have you seen people who try to be real humble? They tell you, uh, they know they got a good voice, or maybe they can't sing very well. A- and they tell you, just listen to the words. Uh, it's the words that matter, it's not the voice. But really, they're wanting you to say, you sang really good, okay? I like to walk up to them, I say, the words were good, but boy, you... <laughs> You are a terrible singer. <laughs> and guess what they do? They get mad. But you said it. It's not the singing. It's the words. I, I, I like the words. Your voice is just horrible. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> but what, what people are trying to do is lower the expectation. But be real with God. Amen. I if he says you can do it, tell yourself I can do this. Amen. I you can't do it. If you say you can't do it, one person is lying, and it's not God. Amen? If, when God says you can't do it, you can't do it. You really can. And if you say you can't do it, then you're saying God told a lie, and we know he can't lie, so you're a liar. And all liars, I don't want to go there, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All liars have a place where they go, amen? So speak the truth. The truth is you can do it. I and the children that you have given to me, they are for what? They are for signs and wonders. I don't have to call pastor to come to my house. I can do the same signs, amen? I can lay my hands as well, amen? I don't want pastor thinking there's something special about him. Amen. And and I'm just so little guy here. No. He didn't say, if you believe in me and you are a pastor, right? You'll do these works. Did he say that? He who believes in me, the same works that I do, he will do also. And he added, greater works than this shall he do. And then false humility comes and says, well, nobody can do greater works than Jesus. Don't even say that. That's blasphemy. But He said it. Right? And if he said it, that's the truth. He's big enough to take it. Amen? He said it. He's the one that's doing it through us. We just accept what he says. That's when you honor him, when you accept his word and act on it. You dishonor him when you question what he says and refuse to act on it. You dishonor Him. When you act on it, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you are afraid. Somebody said, do it afraid, Joyce Meyer. Even if you're afraid, act on it. You'll be surprised at what God would do. So, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, <coughs> excuse me, I stay with that word, believes in me, the, that The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this will he do because I go to the Father. And then he added, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's all he's after. He wants the Father glorified. The reason why he's going to do it. When he says the works, he's telling you the works got to be done in his name. That's all he's telling you. And when you do it in his name, guess who gets glorified? The Father is glorified in the Son. In other words, you are exalting Jesus. You know what that means? The Jews didn't believe Jesus, but when you do it in his name, Jesus is exalted. Because they know He's the Father that's doing it. And He's doing it in His name. That's why Peter says, there is no other name given among men whereby men can be saved except the name of Jesus. And then they said, if you're asking us how this lame man is able to leap and walk and scream and all of that stuff, by what name we did this thing, we want to let you know Amen. Basically, we're glad you're asking that question. He's the name of Jesus. That's what gave him strength. That's what Jesus is saying. The Father is glorified when you act on his word. So whatever you ask in his name, he said, not because you're righteous. The Father does it. Why? Because he wants the Son to be glorified in the Father. As simple as that. When people get healed, and they don't look at you, they look, at, it tells them, there is a God. There is no way to explain that. And then they say, wow, well, that's the name of Jesus. I've got to read this book. They forget you, and they turn to Him. And then they come to the Father. And Jesus is glorified. The Father is glorified in this use of the name of the Son. This is what this is all about. When you refuse to act, you deprive the Lord of his glory. And the glory that Jesus gets in the use of his name. Just because you are afraid. Or because you don't believe it enough to act on it. <sighs> this thing is is so powerful. What he does. And I want you to believe and act on it. Go out and act on it. You don't have to stand behind here. Act on it. Amen. And you see what God would do. I was in a church in uh, Cordell, Georgia, when we started we started the ministry. And uh, the pastor had invited me there, and the church was going, really dead, was going down. It was a small church. It was going down. And I think some lady there found out about what I was doing and then and, and asked me in there, I can't explain to you, but God was really in that service. I had a crusade in Nigeria. I had to leave. But I would have stayed there for a long time uh, because of what God was doing. Uh, I find out, you know, what happened that particular time, I usually pray and I never use the oil. In my mind, I don't need the oil. But God rebuked me. And in that service, I repented and I told God and I had that oil in my hand. And I was going to use the oil. Whether I understood it or not, I was going to do it. It, it It's just that simple change of mind and repentance was an unusual thing. God was doing an unusual thing in that, that, that church. And the pastor begged me, please stay. And so I stayed. And the next night he told me, you won't believe this. We have two former millionaires that left the church. They heard what's happening. They're back in church. Just to watch God do something. I didn't know who they were. They just go there and speak from the Bible. Amen. I remember this. It's all about him. When I see it, I don't see it. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But I believe it. Because the would say so. In that very meeting, there was a lady who had a heart condition. And she was sitting right back there. And, you know, we we'll pray and I pray with people. I scream. And she waited. I don't know why she waited. And then after the service, she came to me. She says, I want to apologize to you. Because uh, you didn't get to lay your hands on me while you were speaking. The Lord healed me while I was there. So I didn't need your hands. I said, lady, you don't have to apologize to me. I like it that way. That way I didn't have to scream and shake my leg a little bit. So people think I have something going on. He just did it where you are. He he takes the stress away from me. (laughs) Amen. He's still You. The children that God has given to him. We are for signs and for wonders. In this present life. Not just the pastors. Amen? Not just the pastors. Even at that time, I didn't think I was going into full-time ministry. I was just doing something. But I use those things to encourage you. That God wants to use you. You don't have to be mature. Just act on it. Watch what God will do. You'll be shocked. They'll call you the next day and tell you, you remember you prayed for me? They had the cleft and they're wondering, what's it with this guy? Mystic, right? (laughs) But they know when you use the name of Jesus, now they understand. Amen? Paul said, I didn't come just preaching just words. I came, you know, the demonstration. That's what we want to do. We're going to be having a healing service coming up soon. And we're asking you bring people in here. And God will heal them. Because Pastor was, no, he has to be glorified. Yes, Pastor, we do you, do your rule, I do my part. But the Lord will heal the people. Because he heals the service and he heals people. When he's through, Jesus is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So you give his message and when he's through, he starts healing them. Amen? And he gets all the glory. So prepare yourself. Amen? Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. God wants to use you. And we'll be praying for one another. Now, he who believes in me, right? The works that I do shall he do also. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. That's where I'm going to stop. And these signs will follow those, what? Who believe. Signs. Signs. I and the children that you have given to me, the Lord has given to me, we are for what? Signs and wonders. And these signs follow them that believe. Even if you just believe today, the signs follow you. You don't follow the signs, the signs follow you. Everywhere you go, signs are following you. You just have to do something to manifest them in the natural. They are always there for you. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. Hopefully, (coughs) I'm not able to go into it, but I'm going to share this one thing with you. The greatest hindrance you have, that and I have, is the lack of boldness. If you're bold, God will use you. If you're bold and you don't care what people think, and you don't care if you fail, God will use you. John Wimber said he prayed for so many people because he believed the scriptures. He prayed for so many people, nobody got healed. And there was a woman that he went to his house a house. And she was dying. Everybody had concluded. He had prayed for so many sick people in his church. And nobody was getting healed. And he kept preaching on healing. And they started leaving. Few people were left with seemed. And then he went to this woman's house. Because she was dying. That was another opportunity for him to lose more members. He knew it. So he went there to pray for this woman. And she was on the bed dying. And he laid his hand. And prayed for her. And turned over to try to offer some words of comfort for the family. And he heard some movement behind him. (laughs) The woman was off the bed. Shut. A ministry was born. That's how John Wimber started. That's how he started. Because he acted on the world without fear. How many willing to act on the world without fear? He's all of us. I hate it when we put it on preachers. yeah, And they disappoint us from time to time, right? We shouldn't look at them. Let's look to Him. Amen? Let's look to Him. How many willing? Put your hand up. Tell the Lord tonight, I'm willing. I'm willing. Use me. Use me in the supernatural. Use me. He'll use you. He'll use you. Father, we thank you for your great power that you've released on us. Clay vessels. Truly without you we are nothing. That's what your word says. Without me you can do nothing. And we accept that. But then we know that with you we can do all things. And that nothing is impossible to us with you in our lives. And we refuse to let. We are willing, O God. Help us to be willing. Help us to be obedient. We will be obedient. Help us. We thank you for your word. We expect signs and wonders in our lives. We expect signs and wonders. Signs and wonders in our ministry. In our individual ministries as well as our corporate ministry at the ark. We expect signs and wonders. Pour out your spirit upon us. We are willing. Your word says in the day of your power, your people will be willing. This is the day of your power. Lord, we are willing. Help us to be willing. Thank you, Father. Bless your people tonight. Go with your people. Fill your hearts with expectation and with joy of the great things that you're going to do through every one of us. That your name may be glorified in your church. Your body, the fullness of you, that fills all things. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.